Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan canola, huge potential growth in sales with the launch of free trade talks between Canada and China. Rick White is the CEO of the Canadian Canola Growers Association. He says China was Canada's number one market for canola at $2.7 billion last year. He says the end of tariffs could generate an additional $1.2 billion in canola trade each year with China. Saskatchewan is the largest uh, producing area of canola in Canada, so uh, it has a direct uh, impact um, by way of uh, a potential free trade agreement with China would actually open up that market even more and stabilize that market even more than it is today. And, um, you know, if uh, these consultations that uh, are announced by the government uh, regarding a potential free trade agreement, um, if we get to a free trade agreement with China, um, we're looking at uh, increasing what's now a very large market for us. Uh, $2.7 billion uh, went into that market, uh, of canola products went into that market. And that uh, right now they're consuming roughly 34% of Canadian seed exports in 2016. We estimate that that could increase by 10% uh, under a free trade deal with China. So that's a tremendous growth potential you're telling me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the incremental benefit of that, I guess, would come both from increased exports of not only seed, but uh, oil and meal as well, and stabilizing that market and, uh, and and providing a more stable demand coming from there uh, will send a very strong price signal to farmers to, uh, to produce more and uh, direct more product into that market. So, yes, 10... 10% uh, by value or by volume, um, that's certainly uh, a big a big piece. And, uh, you know, we currently grow about 18 million tons in, uh, in Canada and uh, shipping off an extra 10% of uh, uh, product into uh, a 4 million ton market. What it currently is, is, is a lot of canola. Yeah, I understand. In dollars terms, it could generate up to an additional $1.2 billion in canola trade each year with China. Yeah, that, that's right, and uh, that that's more a- economic activity, not only for Saskatchewan canola farmers, but the Canadian economy as a whole. Canola and canola products are the biggest export from Canada to China, so it's front and center as one of those products or commodities that stand to benefit the most from a free trade deal with, with, uh, with China. What is the status of the talks right now, Rick? Well, right now, uh, there have been exploratory talks uh, going on since September, and now the Government of Canada is in a position uh, that they feel they progressed enough that uh, consultations with Canadians are warranted at this point in time, and the consultations are going to be asking Canadians about um, their views on uh, a free trade deal with China. So uh, there's a long ways to go yet, but uh, this is uh, kind of the second small step um, to be taken. And, uh, and given the consultations are just now been launched on Friday, uh, over a period of time, uh, the government of Canada will hear from Canadians, and hopefully the next step will be uh, an announcement that they will prog- progress to the next step of uh, negotiating a free trade deal with, uh, with China. But how many years down the road do you think before this happens? Well, I think uh, they could probably get to uh, formalizing a, tr- uh, a proposed free trade agreement uh, and launch into negotiations. Um, I, I, I could envision that happening within a year, but as with any negotiation, 
uh, of that magnitude, it could take several or many years to negotiate. And we've, we've seen that through experience with uh, with other trade deals. However, this would be strictly a bilateral deal with China. Um, the ones that take the longest are the multilateral um, deals that involve many other countries, and those get a lot more complicated. So maybe this one, well, if we can get it launched and get negotiating, hopefully it won't be as long as some of these other ones, like CETA and the TPP, which took uh, quite a few years to try to sort out, given the complexity of those agreements. Rick White is the CEO of the Canadian Canola Growers Association. The NDP is raising concern about the SAS party government decision to sell off Crown farmland this spring. Opposition critic Kathy Spruill says the sell-off is poorly planned and due to financial mismanagement. And they're selling everything that's not nailed down to fill the hole that they dug. Now we see them selling the ground under our feet. They're hoping to make up for their mistakes by selling off Crown land assets. And we know from previous SAS party Crown fire sales, they don't exactly get the best return on investment. From the Saskatchewan Capital Network to Information Services Corporation, there is a theme here, Mr. Speaker. They can't be trusted to buy land, and they can't be trusted to sell, well, anything. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart says vacant Crown farmland is sold every year by tender. Only the platform we are using this time is different. For decades, uh, the ministry has, uh, has sold vacant Crown land uh, via tender process, uh, both in the spring and the fall of each and every year. We're now using a new platform online auction to sell this land. Online farmland auctions are very common and we wanted to keep up with the, with the way that many, many farmers purchase land these days. And so that's, that's what's changed. We've just updated the platform. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart. There's no word on when the federal government will introduce new rail legislation, but a bill will need to be tabled soon so it can be passed before the end of the session in June. Viterra Chief Executive Officer Kyle Jaworski wants to see new rules that include what he calls meaningful change and improved accountability by both railways and grain companies. And I think it's important that we clearly identify who is accountable and that uh, we measure people against that accountability because sometimes people want responsibility but not accountability. And to me, they're very different items. Jaworski was asked if penalties and rewards result in a more efficient system. I think it does. I think penalties and rewards set the bar and set the standard. There is penalties for speeding, right? There's penalties in place for a number of things. And I think if the penalty for speeding was $2, is that going to discourage people from speeding? If the, the penalty for speeding was $1,000, does that have a much more meaningful impact on their actions? And for me is, I think we need meaningful penalties and rewards in the system that drive the right behavior in our supply chain. When it comes to maximum revenue entitlement, also known as the railway revenue cap, Jaworski says that's an issue between farmers and government. However, he points out that the current maximum revenue entitlement structure does not encourage railways to invest in equipment like the hopper car fleet. Jaworski believes there should be something in the maximum revenue entitlement to address fair capital infusion by the railways. The Canadian farm economy slowed in 2016 and Agriculture Canada sees another small decline in 2017. But FCC Chief Agricultural Economist J.P. Gervais says the decline will be less than half a percent. With strong global demand for food and a weaker Canadian dollar, 
He says farmers will still be in a good financial position this year. Commodity and farm input prices declined last year, and so did overall cash receipts for farmers. Canada's Agriculture Department is projecting another slight decrease in farm cash receipts of less than a half percent this year. But here's the good news. A weak Canadian dollar, strong global demand for Canadian exports and minimal increases in the price of farm inputs should buffer your operation against any dip in cash receipts. What does this mean for your bottom line? Stable farm revenues and small increases to expenses won't affect your business much. Revenue and expenses are in line after all with the five-year average. But we still encourage farmers to identify efficiencies in their operations to counter any potential drop in revenue. Doing this can also ensure your long-term profitability. Agriculture Canada estimates net realized farm income was $7.7 billion last year, about 7% below the record level of $8.3 billion reached in 2015. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell 80 cents at 487.02. Oats declined $1.46 at 164.55. Number one red spring wheat went up 12 cents at 232.86. The rest were unchanged. Durham 274.82. Feed barley 134.14. Flax 468.96. Yellow peas $306.49. Feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat was down one and three quarter cents a bushel at five thirty-seven and three quarter cents a bushel. Boy. And now the latest livestock report. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, March the 8th. We had a couple days of nasty weather here, but still managed to get 14.25 in the sort and 75 cows and bulls, a total of 1,500 for the day. D1, D2 cows, 87 to 97, sales to a dollar. D3 cows, 77 to 87. These good bulls, 110 to 125, sales to 130 for the right kind. In the feeder market today, seems to be steady with last week. Some highlights on the steer side. 500-pound steers, 220. 550s, 209. 650-pound 203. My favorite pen. This pen was smoking hot here this morning. 700-pound tan steers, 194. 800-pounders, 179. Red, black, exotic steers weighing 950 at 156. Heifer side, some highlights. 500-pound heifers, 179. 550s, 175. 650-pound heifers, 164. 700-pounders, 160. And 800-pound heifers, 155. Next week, pre sort we got 1,500 books so far. Uh, pay attention, cattlemen, this Saturday, March the 11th, Rains Ready Bull Sale featuring Black Red Semitol Bulls, Black Red Limo Bulls, Black Red Angus Bulls, and Horned Hereford Bulls. Sale starts at 1 o'clock. Come early for coffee and lunch at 12 noon. This sale is always well attended, so come early and get a good seat. I guess uh, they're all good seats here at Heartland Yorkton. That's it for today here. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 3,000 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 169 to 171 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,000 heads, selling in a range of 170 to 172 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week will sell in the range of 59 to 66 dollars per CKG live weight. Cash hogs today are called steady, while lean hogs are trading mixed, and the Canadian dollar is down 37 basis points, trading at 0.7415 cents US. Cash hogs yesterday were up 85 cents per hundred weight, while the cutout was down 82 cents per hundred weight. Packer margins are currently estimated at $24 per head black. Port production so far in 2017 has averaged at levels about 3.5% higher than 2016, but excellent export demand has spurred prices to run 7 to 8% higher than last year. 
Coming up, the farm weather forecast.